My friends, there is a story that says that after our Blessed Mother passed away, St. John the Apostle, the Evangelist, he kept a great devotion not only to the Passion of our Lord, but also to the sorrows of our Blessed Mother. The story says that before St. John passed away, our Blessed Mother had appeared to him. And she told him that because of the devotion that he had shown to her sorrows, she had reached from our Lord Jesus Christ four special graces to all of those who would meditate on her pains and her sorrows during the Passion. These graces were the following. The first one was that the person who meditated on the sorrows of Mary would reach before death perfect contrition for their sins. The second grace was that this person would also have a special help at the time of death. The third was that this person would have engraven deeply in their spirit the mysteries of their passion, of the passion of our Lord. And the fourth grace was that a special power would be given to Mary to ask for things on their behalf. Now, my friends, as you know, the patron saint of the confraternity of Christian mothers is none other than the mother of God, our mother, the Blessed Virgin Mary. But not just the Blessed Virgin Mary, but her in the consideration of Our Lady of Sorrows. Why was this so, that our Blessed Mother was chosen for this role? I think it is better to understand that it wasn't us that chose her, it was rather her that chose us. And in her election, we must see then a great privilege. With the Virgin Mary electing us, choosing us to come after her, to, to learn from her, she's taken all the mothers of the confraternity as her disciples, her students, her followers. Today I would like to speak briefly to you of each one of these graces that our Blessed Mother promised to those who honor her sorrows through meditation. The first grace that she promises then is that we reach perfect contrition for our sins. Now, my friends, you know what perfect contrition is. It is a most significant and beautiful grace. It is a grace to be sorry for our sins, but not out of some imperfect motive, not just be sorry because I'm afraid of hell, not be sorry out of some selfish reason, but rather be sorry for my sins out of a pure love of God. This grace, my friends, to that person who receives it, forgives all of his sins. It is necessary to admit so, because if a soul is capable of loving God, how can sin remain in that soul? So when you reach a pure love of God, when you're sorry for your sins because of that pure love of God, it must be said that you have reached the state of grace, obviously with the condition of going to confession. But my friends, that love, as I said, must be pure. It must be real. It must be from the heart. And that's why, although anyone can reach it with the grace of God, yet not everyone does. It is a special grace given straight from God. And receiving this grace is tantamount to knowing that our soul is saved and that we are in the way of heaven. On a certain occasion, I was having a conversation with the monks in the monastery, and the question came up, if our Blessed Mother had appeared to you, what question would you ask her? Now everyone gave a reply. One of the monks said, I would ask her to make me see how horrible my sins were. Another monk replied, 
Well, she would probably show you that by shedding tears in front of you. And it would be painful indeed to see the most beautiful virgin weep, knowing that our sins were the cause of it. Painful, indeed, it would be, but her sorrows would be a way to bring us to perfect contrition. So, my dear mothers, what else could we desire for our children? How many of us don't know with certainty whether if our child, perhaps this or that one that lives out of town, perhaps that other that has abandoned the practice of his faith, perhaps this another child that lives in sin, how will they ever receive the sacraments? How will they receive confession, extremunction, if they were to be in danger? What better thing could we get for them than this grace that our Blessed Mother promises? To get for your children the grace of looking at those tears of Mary before they die, and obtaining in this manner the love of God, and in that way the cleansing of all their sins. Perfect contrition. Your children then will go to heaven by the hand of Mary. The other grace our mother promises is a special help at the hour of our death. Such a terrible moment, death, when you think about it. All throughout your life you have lived making mistakes, perhaps committing sins, receiving temptations, allowing temptations to come one after another, so many times, so many days, and we always say to ourselves, I will change, I will improve, but time passes and nothing. I am sometimes like a tree that doesn't grow. I am like a clock that doesn't move. I continue in my sins and my faults, trusting I have time to change. I will change tomorrow. Things will be different later. But my friends, how terrible is that moment of death? Because at that moment, you will not have that anymore. There will not be, not be time. My fault committed at the moment of death would be the last fault. The sin committed at the moment of death will be my eternal sin. A temptation that I accept will lead me to eternal damnation. How terrible then this moment, this hour, and this day. When we are dying, we will be tired, restless, worried. My body will be filled with pain, and my, man, my mind blurry and foggy. I won't have strength to pray, or to confess, or even to ask. Perhaps the priest will see me, and he will think, Oh, she's well disposed, or I am well disposed. I would want to confess a sin, I would want to receive a solution, but the priest knows I've been going to church so often, Maybe there's no need to give this person absolution, and he may walk away from me when I needed him. At that time, all the devils will gather to lose my soul. At that last moment, it will be like a pack of hyenas, all trying to take a bite, all trying to devour me. And I will be defenseless, weak, tired, unable to pray or to think. But my friends, at that moment, fair as the moon, bright as the sun, terrible as an army set in battle array, your mother comes to your assistance. Not as she does with any person who dies. In your case, she comes with a terrible power against the devil, with a great consolation for you. You are defended. Because she will say of you, you belong to me. She will have a title, something that gives her possession of your soul, to be saved. And that title that she has, that she will present to the Almighty, is that you have devotion to her. My dear friends, 
do you think she will not do the same for your children? When you pray to her, when you entrust them to her, will she not do the same? How many times have you said to her, these children I give them to you? How many times have you said to her, I consecrate my children to you? How many rosaries have you said for them? How many masses offered? How many sacrifices offered to God put in the hands of Mary to pray for your offspring? My dear mothers, she will also take possession of them. She will also acknowledge them as her own. You can count that she will protect them. Your children will go to heaven by the hand of Mary. It is also said that she will engrave in our minds the mysteries of the passion of Jesus Christ. And my dear mothers, to know what this means, you must first know all the benefits that come from the sufferings of Jesus. If I could offer you a protective bubble that will never let you sin, a shield, a bodyguard to keep you from evil desires, from evil inclinations, there would not be a better one than to keep always the passion in front of your eyes. If I could give you here in a moment the strength you need for all your difficulties, so that you could take any problem, any pain, any contradiction, and stand strong, and not only that, be able to take profit from it, to get blessings from it, the best thing I could give you would be the constant memory of the passion. My dear friends, if I could offer you unconditional love, if I could promise to you that you will always feel loved and with company, that you will never be alone, that you will never be abandoned, that you will always have someone to comfort you at your side and to give you everything and anything out of love. What would be better for me to give you than to have Jesus crucified always with you? I could continue with all the benefits that come from the passion of our Lord, but I would never finish. If any of us is fortunate enough to ever receive this blessing from our Blessed Mother, we have received indeed the best possible gift it is a one-way ticket to heaven. And for your children, if your children who are in sin come close to the passion, and while they are lost, they can never take away from their minds the Lord that they crucify by their sins, how can you doubt that eventually they will come around? And what about your children who are good, who behave? How better will they persevere and improve in their good works and secure heaven more and more than by standing next to the cross, always tied to it, always holding the hands of the Virgin Mary. Yes, my dear mothers, your children will go to heaven by the hands of Mary. My dear friends, as I finish this sermon, allow me to give you a few practical guidelines to obtain all these blessings that I have described from our Blessed Mother. Number one will be this. Obviously, pray the rosary every day, as devoutly as possible. Number two is, have a special devotion to her sorrows. Meditate on the passion of Christ, thinking of it, as if you had been our Blessed Mother. Share with her her compassion. Number three is this, do as Mary. Imitate her. Step away from the world, renounce it, once and for all, and live a life of happiness, joy, and peace as she did in the silence from worldly things and the love of God. Imitate her by practicing good acts of humility, of obedience, of love, of kindness. 
My dear mothers, I hope that now you come to understand why it is that our Blessed Mother of Sorrows is the patroness of our confraternity of Christian mothers. She has summoned you here to this place of spiritual wealth and riches, the confraternity, yes, and also the Catholic Church, to be under her guidance, to receive all that you need, to enable you to give and obtain life for you and your children. You have already given them life temporal. Under the guidance of our Blessed Mother, it is now time to give them life eternal through our Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.